The Halloween holiday has its roots in the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, a pagan religious celebration to welcome the harvest at the end of the summer, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts and spirits. Today, when we think of Halloween, at least in North America, we think of children wearing costumes, going door to door seeking sugary treats. We may also think of it being a time of year when the wall between our world and the spirit world is at its thinnest. Now, in modern Japan, Halloween is celebrated too, but it looks a little different. This is Kevin O'Shea, and welcome to the Supernatural Japan Podcast. In each episode of this podcast, I bring you the supernatural, strange, quirky, and historical elements of Japan you might not hear about anywhere else. In this episode, it's your chance to learn about Halloween in Japan. Growing up in the 1980s in Canada, Halloween was one of the greatest events of the year and something I always looked forward to. It was all about dressing up in costumes and going house to house, knocking on doors, and getting as much loot and candy as we possibly could. When I was a small child, my mother and father would help make a costume for me. And my brother and I would come home after school, get dressed in those costumes, and head out to start trick or treating. You could buy Halloween trick or treat bags at stores, but you know what? We learned that a good heavy duty pillowcase was usually the best bag you could get. We'd fill them up, run home and dump out all the contents on our beds, and then head right back out again and hit other houses. My brother and I would hit all the houses in the neighborhood getting mini candy bars, getting candy, and lots of bags of potato chips. Now, being a Canadian, one of my favorite things to get were the mini bags of ketchup potato chips. That's right, ketchup potato chips. My mother even recall, recalls me wheeling and dealing with my big brother later on a Halloween night at home. I would trade him lots of different candies and flavors of potato chips, and he would give me all of his ketchup potato chips. And my mother even recalls one Halloween where I ate so many bags of potato,、uh, ketchup potato chips that I even broke out into a rash. Halloween to me also meant going to a Yupik farm and spending our Saturday or Sunday morning finding the perfect large pumpkins to bring home. My brother and I would carve jack o lanterns with our father, marveling at his creativity and amazing skills with a carving knife. Growing up in Canada during the 1980s, Halloween was such a big deal. In school, you would have Halloween parties and, of course, the trick or treating. Who could forget that? Something else we really looked forward to were all of the Halloween TV shows and specials. If you are a fan of a TV show like ALF or Night Court or Full House, they would always have some kind of amazing special Halloween episode in the month of October. I absolutely loved these shows. Now, growing up in Eastern Canada in the early 1980s, we actually only had three TV channels. We had CBC, which was the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, Canada's public broadcaster, CTV, which was a private network, and another channel we just dismissed and called the French Channel. Our world would really open up, and it truly became amazing around 1984 or 1985 when our family first got cable television. Suddenly, We had about 100 channels from Detroit, Michigan, and so many more Halloween specials coming from the United States. When I got older, 
and hit university age, I realized that Halloween was still something very special and fun and celebrated very differently when people were my age. Lots of bars and nightclubs would have Halloween events for university students, and there was a lot of heavy drinking and Halloween costumes. Now, in the early 2000s, I moved to South Korea, where I worked for a few years as an English teacher. In Korea, certainly Korean people didn't celebrate Halloween, especially back in 2001 and 2002. But it was something that would happen inside English schools and international kindergartens. Many South Korean parents wanted their children to be exposed to foreign culture, specifically American culture, and have all of those fun events and celebrations that American kids had in America. Aside from some select international school students celebrating Halloween in school, the only people I saw celebrating the event were English teachers outside of their school hours. We would go to certain expat bars that were popular with English teachers and dress up in costumes and drink too much, and often our Korean friends would join us in the festivities. Now fast forward a few years to 2008. I moved to Japan. Now life changed a lot for me when I arrived in Japan. I was already married to my Japanese partner who I had met outside of Japan. Those wild expat party days were behind me and I would soon be starting my own family. Now, when I arrived in Japan, I was teaching at an international school. And many years later, I still teach at international schools. Now, currently, I'm based in Malaysia, and international schools here look quite a bit different than the international school I worked in Japan. Currently, my students are mostly expats, which means they're non-Malaysians, who are living here in Malaysia, often on student visas. A lot of them are here for international education, or because their families were transferred here for employment purposes. When I was teaching in Japan, the school I worked at had a student body made up completely of Japanese children. The children were attending this international school because their parents wanted them to have an education that was different than a typical Japanese one. They also wanted their children to have access to foreign teachers, education, and foreign culture right there in Japan. Often, many of the parents when they thought of foreign cultures, they were thinking more of North American culture. So, festivities like Halloween were very popular. Halloween is definitely growing and getting much bigger in Japan. But, as Japan does with most Western and foreign holidays and events that it adopts, it puts its own unique spin on things. Halloween first became popular, or started to become popular in Japan, more than 20 years ago. There were two places that really helped set this popularity off. And those places were, of course, Tokyo Disneyland in Chiba and Universal Studios Japan in Osaka. Tokyo Disneyland held its first major Halloween event in the year 2000. I've read some things that, some posts that says 1997, and ever since then it's grown in popularity. And the same thing happened with Universal Studios in Japan. They also created a Halloween event that spans most of the month of October, and each year it gets bigger and bigger. People from all over Japan travel to Tokyo Disneyland and Universal Studios to participate in these really fun Halloween events. I can remember when I was living in Japan, I was living in Kobe near Osaka, and I would see lots of advertisements on television all about the Halloween parades and, of course, the Halloween zombie chases and events. There were many events and a lot of them were really focused on young adults. Often, when I'd be commuting 
home from work in October, I'd see groups of young women dressed up in cute costumes with zombie makeup on, on the trains heading to Universal Studios, also known as USJ in Osaka, for these zombie chases and Halloween parades. Before these major events took off at theme parks, from what I've read, the only Halloween events that you would see would be the ones in expat bars and, of course, the infamous Halloween trains, both in Tokyo and Osaka. The Halloween train in Tokyo would be on the Yamanote line, and in Osaka, it was the Kanjo Sen or the Osaka Loop line. Basically, large groups of young foreigners, many of them English teachers, would dress up in Halloween costumes, drink way too much alcohol, get really drunk, and get on different train cars and essentially party on the trains. And this was often considered extremely rude, disruptive, and obnoxious by Japanese people who had to use the trains to commute um, home from work or get from one place to another. Now, I've seen videos on YouTube from years past of these Halloween train parties, and they do look very cringe. When you watch them, you feel embarrassed for the young people who were partying on the trains. They looked and acted like complete fools and didn't even seem to realize it. You also feel empathy for the Japanese commuters going home who had to put up with all of this nonsense. Now, there was a lot of outrage. And in 2009, um, especially in that year about these Halloween trains, and I can remember watching YouTube videos uh, when I was living in Japan in 2008 and 2009, seeing how upset local people were getting. Essentially, Japanese people were very angry, and many of them from all over Tokyo would converge on the trains, just like the partygoers, to essentially try to harass the partygoers, the foreign partygoers, goers off the train. There used to be a website in Japan, an English language website, that would carry very salacious news and gossip, and it was called Japan Probe, and they had a lot of coverage about the Halloween train events and air quotes scandals that were happening in 2009 on these trains, and basically things were put to a stop. Now, since I had come to Japan married, and I was shortly thereafter starting a family, when I lived in Japan, these are things that I never actually saw in person or participated in. My party days were already behind me, so I never participated in these Hallow Halloween event crawls, pub crawls, but they do live on in infamy. If you're in Japan during Halloween season, one thing you're going to notice is that each and every year the amount of merchandise grows and grows and grows. Now, if you're a Canadian like me, you can always get an American or Canadian-style pumpkin at Costco, which is what I would always do. I would carve a jack-o'-lantern for my house, and it made me feel like I was at home, home in Canada. Now, I would also host yearly Halloween parties for my own kids and all of their friends and children of my coworkers. I would rent a big room at a community center, and my wife and I would decorate it and make it look as Halloween as we possibly could. Then I would have events like pumpkin carving, trick-or-treating, and a variety of different games. For my friends who were foreigners, American, British, Canadian, they would often really appreciate the opportunity for their children to have a little peek at what Halloween might be like in Canada or America. Back to all the amazing merchandising. In shops like Tokyo Hands or Loft, you'll find a lot of Halloween costumes. There's always kind of a cosplay vibe in some of these shops. Now Daiso, probably Japan's most famous 100 yen shop or dollar store, you'll find a huge Halloween selection of things. 
Even here in Penang, Malaysia, where I'm currently based, there are Daiso Japan shops located in the city in many of the major shopping malls. And right now, as I'm recording this in October, they all have a great selection of Halloween costumes, decorations, and merchandise. Now, Halloween foods are everywhere, and in a, a lot of big chains jump into the fray. They jump onto the bandwagon and have lots of Halloween marketing. Of course, Mr. Donut, a ubiquitous donut shop around Japan, has lots of cool and cute Halloween design donuts. For a while, fast food chains were jumping on board and making Halloween buns. They would take black squid ink based buns on their hamburgers and market them as Halloween type burgers. Years ago, I made a video on YouTube all about McDonald's having their Halloween fresh French fries. Basically, they had purple colored chocolate sauce that you could squirt onto your fries and make it feel like Halloween. Now, purple sauce, that brings into an interesting thing, or brings us to an interesting thing. We talk about Halloween colors. Now, in Canada, when we think of Halloween, we think of white, orange, and black. But you have to add purple if you're in Japan. Many Japanese people in autumn think of sweet potatoes when they think of autumn, and sweet potatoes are often purple. Murasaki Imo. The purple sweet potatoes is a food that many Japanese people connect with autumn and the Halloween season. You'll see a lot of Halloween costumes and children at Halloween events wearing the color purple. We know in Japan the actual spooky season is August. That's when Japanese celebrate Obon. Obon is the season where Japanese people believe that ancestral spirits come back to this world to visit. It's the season when many Japanese families traditionally would go to their families' ancestral homes and graveyards where their loved ones are and clean the graves and take care of them and put new offerings down. It's also the time of year where many Japanese people believe that the kind of wall between our world and the spirit world is at its thinnest. Of course, in the past, for many in North America and parts of Europe, Halloween, um, which was All Hallows' Eve, and November 1st, All Saints' Day, is similar a similar time when spirits are able to walk back and forth between our world and the spirit world. Now, in Japan, August is hot. It's sticky. It's a summer season, and one where people need to be careful. There are older Japanese people and some younger ones who believe this is the time of year that you need to stay away from water, from ocean, rivers, lakes, and you also need to stay away from the mountains. They believe that it is the time when places like this, like the water, or like the mountains, are filled with spirits and ghosts, often referred to as yurei. Now, yurei um, are a traditional form of usually a malevolent. Ghost, a malevolent Japanese ghost. Now, you might hear the term obake sometimes, which is another term for ghosts, and that's the term that usually children use. Now, Halloween,、uh, often in Japan, is an event that children and families celebrate. When I look back at my time in Japan, the one thing I can remember is that each and every year I was living there, Halloween did become a bigger event. I remember seeing posters for more and more Halloween parades, which were often a really big thing. 
When I lived in Kobe, Japan, on Roko Island each year, they would have a Halloween festival and parade. Children would come from all over the city, and they would come there with their families and dress up in costumes and walk around doing trick-or-treating at local shops and stores. And often, these children were quite young, walking along, holding the hands of moms and dads, and it was a fantastic opportunity for lots of photos and selfies and many Instagrammable moments. Halloween is also a famous time, or maybe more infamous time, in places like Shibuya in Tokyo, where lots of young Japanese people and a smattering of foreigners converged and drink lots of alcohol and party. Halloween is definitely a great excuse to have a party. In recent years, the partying on the streets got out of hand. There were many acts of vandalism and lots of drunks acting like fools. Now this year, 2023, the mayor of Tokyo has asked people to actually stay away from Shibuya during the Halloween season. Police have banned drinking on the streets around the main Shibuya train station between 6pm and 7am from October 27th to the 31st of this year. Unfortunately, in 2022, there was a tragic incident in South Korea in the Itaewon neighborhood. More than 150 Halloween revelers were crushed to death at a large Halloween celebration. It was an incredibly sad event, a traumatizing event, and from what I've been reading in the news this year in Tokyo, government officials don't want to see something like that happen in Japan. It'll be really interesting to see what happens in Shibuya this year. I have a feeling it's probably going to be quite a quiet Halloween. When it comes to Halloween in Japan, it is an adopted event. Modern Halloween is more of an American and Canadian tradition, but a lot of people have bought into and run away with it. Who doesn't love a great party? Japanese people love to celebrate. They love to be with friends, and they love an excuse to have fun. And, well, who wouldn't? I can't blame them. So basically, people across Japan love to have a chance to dress up, to have some candy, to have a little party, And of course, we know that kids love to do this as well. So, if you live in Japan, if you work in Japan, you'll see that Halloween is a big thing. If you're from America or Canada and grew up trick-or-treating, you'll notice it is quite a bit different. For me, I absolutely love spooky season. I love the month of October. I love Halloween. I love Halloween movies. And this year, of course, I'll be watching Hocus Pocus. I'll be watching Ghostbusters and a lot of other Halloween-themed movies. Now, the Netflix special Hubie Halloween with Adam Sandler has now also entered our family Halloween movie rotation. I'll be reading more scary stories, and I'll be reading about yurei and ghosts in Japan and from around the world. Halloween has always been near and dear to me. It's always been an event that I truly love. And for a lot of people in Japan, it's the same thing. A lot of young adults have grown up celebrating with Halloween events, participating in Halloween parades and trick-or-treating at local shops and stores and festivals. In Japan, August truly is spooky season. Obon is the time of year when people's dead ancestors could potentially come back as spirits to visit them. Obon is the season when people believe that spirits can come back to the world we live in. But for those of us from North America and some other parts of the world, it's the Halloween season. That's spooky season. And for us, it's more than, more than just a fun season. And of course, for people in Japan, it's a lot of fun too. Now, you know a little bit more about Halloween in Japan. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Supernatural Japan podcast. And apologies for taking so long to get back to you with an episode. I can promise you, though,、um, it won't take such a long time for the next one to come out. We'll be back very soon with another spooky and creepy Supernatural Japan episode. Now, you can, of course, support this podcast and help us grow by giving us a shout out wherever you use Supernatural.、Um, Social media or supernatural social media. You can find the supernatural podcast over on Twitter at Mad for Maple. You can, of course, follow us on Instagram at Supernatural Japan. And there will be many photos there about Halloween in Japan and the things we have discussed in this episode. And of course, we have a Facebook group. Join the Supernatural Japan podcast Facebook group, and all the links to this episode and a lot of others will be there, of course. Now, You can also check out another podcast I run called the Just Asia Podcast. And that's an ep- a podcast where I chat with different expats living around Asia, many of them being based in Japan. Now, the links will be all below in the show notes. My name is Kevin O'Shea, and I want to thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Supernatural Japan Podcast. And we'll be back really soon. Bye.